The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello, hello. Welcome in, Cowboys Nation, to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Miss Lovely Christy Scales. It is... Well, belated Valentine's Day. How was y'all Valentine's Day, ladies? It's good. Chocolatey. Really? Chocolatey. Yeah, shout out to Christy for these yes. chocolates. Yeah, Love you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Everyone and needs, I already dipped into them. Everyone needs a little bit of extra. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. Flowers or chocolate or whatever, candy on, on Valentine's Day. That is yeah. very true. Yeah. Did y'all have any special plans? Yeah. It was good. It was good. Matt, well, Matt and I went to the movies. Okay. And it was fun. Love that for you. Yeah. Great. Well, I've been, you, I've been married mean? nearly 30 years, so well Lewis said. and I went out to dinner, but when you're married that long, you use a gift certificate. So. Okay. <laughs> True. What'd you do, I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, okay. Me, me too, sister girl. It's all right. We were in the same boat. Ah, but we also had some good cool things that happened yesterday uh the dallas cowboys introduced our new defensive coordinator mr mike zimmer uh christy i want to obviously before we get to um some big takeaways from yesterday's press conference you were here when mike zimmer was a defensive coordinator for the cowboys uh what was that late 1990s well no he started in 1994 and went through 2006 yeah yeah Yeah, so i've known mike a long time Uh, i'm interested in y'all's first impressions because again i've known him a a yeah. long time and you know the the uh, uh reputation mm-hmm. is that he's kind of you know crusty and you know hard-nosed and things like that and i know that obviously it's uh first impressions with the press conference or maybe what you had seen mm-hmm. from him on the sidelines when he was head coach of the vikings mm-hmm. but aisha what were your uh, thoughts listening to the uh, <laughs> press conference or nicole what were your thoughts being there and I seeing mean, him for the first time it was pretty cool he didn't give me like he used the word grouchy um, in the press conference. He didn't give me grouchy or uh, the vibes that his um, reputation precedes him. Uh-huh. And he kind of touched on the way that his coaching style has pretty much evolved the last few years um, and how it's how it's improved. Um, and, I, and I like that. I think that he has that coaching style as far as like uh, requiring def- uh, discipline. And I think that'll really impact this Cowboys defense for sure. Jess? I yeah, like I I didn't know what to expect. I went in there kind of just, you know, yeah. I, I wanted my own perspective. And I didn't want his reputation to kind of impact what I was going to see. He's hilarious. I don't know what anybody's talking about. He's so funny. That whole press conference, he was so firm with his answers. But then there were moments like when his watch went off. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. Um that was my first impression. Just media to coaches. Uh, he was he was really great with us, and he was really open, oh, yeah. really honest uh, with his answers. And he didn't have to be right. He could have gone in there, had short answers, not really said much. But he was very open, very honest. And I always appreciate that out of a coach. Yeah. And he was all smiles with McCarthy. I think they're oh, really yeah, yeah. yeah they, you can see other. they they get along sure. well and respect each other. But I've always said the thing that I learned about uh, Mike Zimmer because when he arrived in 1994, he was the assistant to the assistant. 
assistant. Mm -hmm. So you know how you have the position coaches. So at the time, um, Jimmy Johnson had just left. Mm -hmm. And so this is Barry Switzer's first year as head coach in 1994. Mm -hmm. But most of the staff was still Jimmy's staff that had come with him from Miami Hurricanes. And so Dave Campo at the time was the defensive backs coach. So Zimmer comes on board. He had been a college coach Mm -hmm. at... uh, Washington State, Weber State, and uh, he is the assistant to Campo. And then we lose another one of our defensive coordinators after winning the Super Bowl again the following season, mm-hmm. and Dave Campo gets promoted to defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer goes from assistant defensive backs coach to defensive backs yeah. coach. And so that's when it's Deion Sanders. That's when it's Darren Woodson and George Teague and James Washington and just really great, great players, Kevin Smith. And uh, then uh, Dave Campo becomes head coach in 2000. Mm -hmm. And Campo was head coach for three years, and Zimmer gets promoted to defensive coordinator. And then after three years uh, and three straight five and 11 seasons, uh, Campo was no longer head coach. Bill Parcells came in. And I think one of the greatest compliments to Mike Zimmer is that Parcells came in and his background is defense. He's a defensive guy. You know, Bill Belichick had been his defensive coordinator for years in New York. And he keeps Mike Zimmer. And Parcells also keeps the 4-3 defense for another year. Mm-hmm. Then the second year that of Parcells, he decides, okay, we're going to go with 3-4. That was Parcells' mm-hmm. background with the Giants. And he kept Zimmer on, and Zimmer changed, had to learn, going from 4-3 to mm-hmm. 3-4. But Zimmer was here for the entire term of Parcells, and it was after Bill Parcells retired after the 2006 season, and Wade Phillips came in as head coach, and, of course, Wade had been a longtime defensive coordinator and had his own defense and stuff like that, and that's when Mike left, went to Atlanta for a year, Cincinnati for a few years as coordinator and then ultimately head coach of uh, the Vikings. But one more about when he first arrived and his whole time here, man, he'd let those DBs have it. And I learned so much about the English language from Mike Zimmer <laughs> that with the same the same four-letter word, the one you're thinking of right now, mm-hmm. in one sentence, in one sentence on the football field at practice, you can use that same four-letter word in one sentence as a, a noun, an adverb, an adjective, a transitive, oh, an intransitive goodness. verb, a dangling participle. <laughs> he's he he can let him have it, but he said and he well, talked about that yesterday. Yeah, he how let he, him have it, how he will let his players have it, but they always come back and say like Xavier Rhodes, uh, they come back and say, you know, I appreciate you for staying on me. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be a good thing for a lot of these guys in that defensive room. When you talk about <laughs> the players though that he's developed and had a hand in, um, being some of the greats. How do you feel like he can do that for some of these guys on this Cowboys defense? You you still have guys that are young in their Mm -hmm. career. This will be Bland's third year. Um, But you also have a nice mix of veterans. Here's the thing, though, with the the veterans – uh, is Stephon Gilmore going to be back? Is Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis going to be back? Is J. Ron Kirst going to be back? Yeah. So um, this defensive backfield may be turning younger mm-hmm. again just out of necessity. Either the Cowboys can't match or don't want to match what some of these guys are going to command in free agency, and they'll have to restock through um, the draft or 
maybe sign some some younger free agents. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to first yeah, answer yeah. The, the original question I, I got. I was just listening to y'all, so I was just <laughs> listening to uh, Christy's story, trying to take it all in. But um, uh, he's precious, clearly. <laughs> I mean, clearly he's just – I mean, honestly – uh, so much of like football and some of the even even just some of what you were saying about him as a person, it just reminds me in the being able to use that particular word in all those different ways. I'm like, oh, that sounds like the military to me. See, I was going to ask you. It, it reminds me of like you probably had drill sergeants that yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but 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 later you appreciated them. Oh, more. absolutely, mm-hmm. and and it's and it, it kind of likens to why I I've grown to be very mm-hmm. excited about this hire mm-hmm. um, because I do. Think Think, and he he he's mentioned it. He mentioned it yesterday. Is that you know great players want to be coached? Yeah. yeah, that they want to be pushed. And I had two drill sergeants when I came into the military that really made the most impact on me. One of them, I'm still. I stay in contact with her every day. She's uh, she was so influential with just the demand of being a leader and mm-hmm. and letting me know like you can't do certain things because people are looking to you. Yeah. And just kind of she set the standard for me. But we were about like five six weeks in. No, it wasn't that long. It was like three weeks in rather. And we had a drill sergeant come. I'll never forget him. His name is Drill Sergeant Gross. He about as tall as me. He was just coming back from um, special forces school. He had just finished Special Forces, and I don't know if y'all know what Special, what is special? Forces is. I was about it's, to ask you, what is that? It's, it's the important folks. It's, it's the ones that okay. do, you know, the stuff that people that play Call of Duty think they'd be doing. Okay. They're, they're important. And their level, their standard is so different. It's, it's so much more heightened. And I remember she brought out the side of me that made me be a leader, but he pushed me mm-hmm. in a way that I, I can't really put into words. And I think... He made me understand how much of being an example, yeah. you know, meant, but also to the demand of my physicality mm. and what I needed to be physically and put into my body and structure my diet and, and also to just hone into those moments. Like yeah. there's moments even in the military where you're like, oh, this is a minute. This is a time that I have to step up here to show people um, around me what it looks like and set the standard. And I think Zimmerman has Zim Zimmer has that. I think he has that um, ability to capture players. Because when you listen to all these vet, these retired mm. players and all these, yeah. these are not just your average players. These yeah. are Hall of Fame level players talking about the impact that he made on them. And so, even though I'm, I'm sure he's a softy, y'all. Like outside of this, and I'm just being straight up with you because yeah. you gotta yeah. have a switch. Mm-hmm. And he, because even he mentioned his grandkids, mm-hmm. and you can tell how his demeanor changed when mm-hmm. he talked about his grandkids and stuff. I, I think the time that he took it, he went to Jackson State. Yep. With Dion. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you talk about his ability to, you know, you mentioned Nicole, how much he said, okay, I um, took a step back and I even looked at some of my style and things. A good balance of understanding yeah. the players of today and being honest with yourself about the fact mm-hmm. that they're different. And then also, too, maybe sprinkling in, like, being his self still. I think it could be healthy for this team. Yeah. It could yeah. be healthy. Yeah. And when you talk about the scheme part, to answer mm-hmm. the next part of your question really quickly, I think it's going to help everybody because he mentioned the word fundamentals yeah. most multiple times yesterday. And I do think when you look at this team, and especially this defense, when they did get into trouble, when they did make mistakes, a lot of the time it was because the fundamentals mm-hmm. were slipping and there were things. So he's also going to make sure that 
that everyone understands the depth of their position. And when I say that, I mean they understand all the ins and outs yeah. of what the position calls for because he requires a lot as well. Dan Quinn required a lot, but he yeah. requires a lot, a lot specifically to your position because the disguises and some of the things he does, you got to be yeah. You got to be heady and you have to be disciplined. So I'm looking forward to him. I know that was wordy, but no, you're I was very excited hearing him because I was like, man, I, I know he gives me that vibe. He gives me that vibe of he's going to make you, he's going to push you in a way that maybe you've never been pushed yeah. before. Yeah. And it's been right. good. How much of that do you feel like we've been missing from this Cowboys team? That um, ability, not, say, and not, yeah, not yeah, yeah, saying yeah. that Dan Quinn wasn't that guy that could switch it up and know the sure. difference of being a coach and being hard-nosed. Uh, but how much of that do you feel like this team has just been missing, that holding you know, guys accountable and making sure they get the best out of it. Well, I think Zimmer mentioned the word discipline mm -hmm. multiple times within yeah. his press conference. I wanted to actually go back and re-listen mm -hmm. and count how many times he mentioned discipline because he kept saying it. And I don't necessarily think that there's been a discipline problem within mm -hmm. this team. I think this team holds themselves accountable. I think the coaching staff does that. Um, I, I just think at times, back to Aisha's point, it's not as consistent as it should be, mm. right? And so even at the really difficult times or even when, you know, the game's pretty much lost, the discipline was gone for them at that point. And so um, I think somebody like Zimmer coming in can only just make them better. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to bring up too and how I think he can do that is he mentioned coaching players how they need to be coached so he doesn't have a one-size-fits-all way of coaching Absolutely. he has a very specific way of how he's going to coach these different players so you can't coach Micah Parsons the same way you're going to coach uh, DeMarvian Overshone who's going to come in here after a year off of injury right yeah. like that's just not how you can coach within this league, especially now with the younger players and kind of the generational shift um, mm -hmm. that's been talked about a lot. And so I think he has a good concept of that. I think Mike McCarthy has a good concept of that. I think he always has. Mm -hmm. So seeing them work together and really cohesively is something I'm excited to see from both Mike mm -hmm. and Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'm also excited to see what kind of impact this makes on Dak too. Mm -hmm. I was uh, listening to, or not listening, reading what Tony Romo had said about just talking about Dan Quinn and how he benefited of just knowing how to attack certain defenses. And when you get a defensive mind like Mike Zimmer, uh, it, it'll just be interesting to see how he kind of helps Dak oh, as yeah. well. Because oh, yeah. working with Mike McCarthy and seeing what he did yeah. last year, he even expressed, like, hey, I need you to keep that going. You know, you had the top def uh, offense in the NFL last year. Just keep that going. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it'll be fun to see how Dak also elevates his game now yeah. that he didn't this season. Yeah. The across the hall yeah. kind of thing. Don't and, and that's not something that happens only mm -hmm. during the bye week. Across the hall, meaning where the defensive coaches meet with the offensive players. Mm -hmm. and talk about what they see and this is how yeah. we try and attack you and you can do this kind of thing so yeah that's going to be an ongoing mm -hmm. that's going to start in the offseason and yeah. be a progressive thing particularly with the quarterback and the defensive coordinator but I'd like to add um, one, one more thing yeah. about Zim and that is that um, uh, last year he, he was out of uh, the NFL out of football and uh, I think a lot of people thought that some fans and even some media may think that he wasn't wanted for a job, but there were a lot of um, things in the personal life and there was a personal tragedy where he had lost his son and um, that 
last time I saw Zim was about a year and a half ago at the at the funeral for his son, and they're a coaching family. Uh, Mike's dad, a long time, well regarded. Um, coach high school coach and so zim follows in dad's footsteps and then uh adam mike's late son uh followed in grandpa and dad's footsteps and and i remember um of course we were at valley ranch at the time and so um anyway adam and his two sisters grew up with uh, mike and vicky there in colleyville and so adam wasn't a big guy he was kind of undersized like his like his dad but he played safety and ended up playing at trinity university down in san antonio but adam from the time high school and and college He'd be back, it'd be summer, it'd be the mini camps or the off-season stuff, and little Zim, that's what we called Adam, would be out there on the field, right, with his dad coaching mm-hmm. and almost almost like a, not an official internship, but out there learning, yeah. learning the family business. And then uh, once he finished school, he um, went into the NFL and uh, was linebackers coach, assistant linebackers coach, then linebackers coach, and then eventually defensive coordinator uh, for his dad there in Minnesota. And at the at the funeral, um, all the Minnesota linebackers were there, and like Harrison Smith, the safety, and all the uh, executives Mm -hmm. and coaching football operations. And um, uh, his final year, Adam was uh, consulting with the Bengals, and so Zach, the head coach, and uh, Kate, uh, executive um, for the Bengals, were there, and. Anyway, it was a is a wonderful tribute, but uh, that's one of the reasons why Mike was out of football last year, dealing with, um, you know, yeah. a lot of personal tragedy, and so he's overcome a lot in his life. He had lost his wife. I think Vicky was only like forty nine or fifty mm, wow. when she passed unexpectedly, and so you you know things happen in life with these coaches and these players, and yet they overcome and persevere and. Um, fall on you know help get with the help of the people that they brought along and the people that they brought along in their careers can then come back and and help them when they need it so i'm so happy for mike that he's back in this area and uh, Corey and Marky, the daughters. Marky, by the way, um, she uh, interned here with uh, Cowboys Broadcasting yeah, wow. oh, many cool. years ago. So there have been long-time ties yeah. uh, with the Zimmer family, with the Cowboys, and so much respect that the Jones family and everyone in football operations has for all of the Zimmers. And so uh, those of us who've been here a long, long time are just thrilled to have Mike back. What's the difference from Zimmer back then until now that you've kind oh, of he's seen. always been a nice yeah. guy you know you yeah. just you know kind of crusty you know <laughs> back then yeah. yeah i mean we've all got a few more wrinkles that's really the, <laughs> on, the only difference but <laughs> no but i think that um when you're the the head coach yeah. as he was for all those years with the vikings and you have to deal with the media and just deal with all of the logistics and be the face of the organization mm-hmm. um you know he'll probably have uh, a lot better relationship or closer relationship with media just because he's used to dealing with all of that Mm -hmm. and so i think that he'll be um closer not i don't know if the word more accessible but you know until you have to deal with it at that level you know now now you kind of get how it works in the back and forth and there's so many more media demands now than when he was here the first time that um you know i I think it'll be fine and and more people will be able to see that side of mike the whole person and and you know just learning how he sees the defense and the way that he talks about the players and stuff so so i'm happy about it yeah, I also like that he mentioned he always hoped he would be able to come back mm. and oh, yeah. be back in Dallas. And I think 
you know, when you have a guy like that who he said, I wanted to be here because they even asked, you know, did you hear Rex Ryan's comments? <laughs> and it's like, I hear a lot of Rex Ryan's comments. Um, that, that was funny. That was yeah, funny. He's, he's very good at making light out of yeah, those kind of questions, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It, it said what it needed to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But I also really liked how he said because the question following uh, was, well, you know, what was the process of getting hired? There was a couple days delay, and he said, "I was sick in bed. Uh, there was no oh, question yeah. of whether I wanted to be here or not." There was really no negotiating. There was no back and forth. I was sick mm-hmm. in bed. Uh, and so it's real funny, just the reminder of him talking about that story, kind of the narratives that build up when we don't actually always know what's going on oh, behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah. Nobody and, and had the, any and idea. The jo- he had and the Joneses were in Vegas right. for, the, for, for the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl with yeah. all that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, um, he I, I, again, I just, and to your point, Christy, about getting closer to media and talking to media, mm-hmm. I really appreciate somebody who's open and honest about those kind of things because they don't always have to be, right? He could have just yeah. left it a mystery and said, oh, well, it happened when it happened or, yeah. you know, some Not kind of business. stereotypical answer. But mm-hmm. he was like, nope, there's no secrets to hide. It's all out there. Yeah. And I really appreciate a coach that's willing to do that. Well, he's got a lot of work to do, certainly starting with players and then coaching hires. will be breaking that down coming up in the next break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation, so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nations League finals are coming to AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your chance to win and actually to watch North America's best soccer team battle it out in the semifinals on March 21st. Then see who lifts the trophy in the championship on March 24th. Tickets are available now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. So go grab yours. Go and grab your your tickets, please, everybody. Yes. Switching gears. (laughs) I had to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, Switching gears, though. Talking about uh, Mike Zimmer. Uh, He's got some some pieces that he has to makes the whole place figure out Zimmer, if you will. Is that a Taylor Swift? Wow. What's his name? Shimmer. Seriously. The fact that Wyatt is, you, he know your foolishness at this point. He's talking, talking about some just don't really start. Really don't start. Well, but he also knew it was a Taylor Swift reference, so like, 
I feel like he just knew you and knew set and said, "This is Taylor Swift." <laughs> she must be stopped. You know, I could, I I made a whole little remix in my head. I put on oh, that goodness. song. I made a whole little remix in my head about the Cowboys defense and Mike Zimmer. So that's what I do in my spare time. In case you're what are some other ones that you, that you have? Oh uh, boy, they miss DQ, but they miss Sparkling. You know what? All right, it's time. To go. It's time to go. Um, the lyric is, "They miss. I miss you, but I miss Sparkling." So. You know. And you sprimes with DQ. We uh, get it. Thank you, I like Christy. it. I like it. Christy, I, I'm glad you appreciate it. Other people in the room, not yeah. so much. She's over here egging <laughs> her own. Uh, but no, uh, ladies, switching gears. Um, something that kind of caught my eye this morning. Shout out to Brandon. I think he actually uh, posted this. He, uh, Mike Zimmer was touching on the impact and what he loves about Stephon Gilmore. And that was last year when mm. the Dallas Cowboys acquired uh, Gilmore to this defense. Can you go ahead and play that, Jazzy, McJazzy? Stephon please. Gilmore uh, going from the Colts to the Cowboys uh, to uh, partner up now with Trayvon Diggs, uh, who's been one of the, the more exciting players, I think, both ways <laughs> in the yeah. NFL since he, since he hit the bricks. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I, I worked out Gilmore, or I went to the workout when he was he came come out of South Carolina. I loved him. You know, he's long, uh, yeah. good in and out of breaks. Uh, you know, it's, he's been the I think three times All Pro or something like that. Um, so I, I liked him a lot anyway. And he's he's got great acceleration. Um, he's a tough, competitive guy. Very good again in the press. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then you look at, at Diggs, and Dig, Diggs has. Um, probably the best hands of any corner out there um he catches everything uh that's why he gets a lot a lot of interceptions i know that he doesn't play with all i mean his technique is hit and miss sometimes he's a little bit of a riverboat gambler um and again i do think he's good in in the press when he wants to get up there and press sometimes he lines up five yards off and kind of side side shuffles and you know he'll get beat on some double moves so you know i i do think if he would get a little bit more disciplined in his techniques and things like that. He may not have as many interceptions, but he'd deny a lot more players from getting the ball and he would give up less plays. Obviously, that word discipline there um, from Zimmer uh, again <laughs> last year and certainly working with Stefan if of course, he brings back Stefan this mm -hmm. year, could really take his game to new heights. What impact, um, if Zimmer were to bring back Stefan, would that make on this defense? Well, first of all, it it's not Zimmer bringing back well, Stefan. Well, it's it's, uh, it's Jerry Jones and yes. the, the cap number. So it, I think it's really more the open market yeah. that is going to determine this. So last year, Stefan counted uh, $9.92 million against the cap. I'm not going to go by base salary. I'm saying what yeah. does it count mm -hmm. against the cap? So he was $9.92 million. Mm -hmm. That was the fifth highest cap number. Uh, of the Cowboys. The only players that counted more were Dak, D-Law, Zach Martin, and Tony Pollard. If you look to the coming season, and they're of the top 60 contracts, so these are players that are under contract, he would yeah. be nine. If you brought, if you were able to bring him back at the same number. At 9.2 million? At 9.92, he would be the ninth highest paid player because mm -hmm. what's going to happen is Trayvon's number goes up markedly this year. He's going to count 15.3. Uh, and then Donovan Wilson is uh, slated at 7.4. So there's a couple of um, 
players in the secondary that are, are pretty high. So can you do 15.3 million and then add another, let's say 10 million for two of your um, cornerbacks? Well, sure you can, but will you? Because yeah, how are you right. going to be able to allocate everything? And honestly, until they decide, and maybe they've made the decision and they're working on the negotiations yeah. uh, uh, on the structure, but with Dak at over $59 million, until yeah. you know how yeah. that's going to happen, the that's the first domino that has to fall and how how – what resources do we have to allocate to everyone else? So yeah. I know that Zim would love to have yeah. Gilmore yeah. back. All of us would love to have Gilmore yeah. back. I just don't know if it's going to be financially possible. So would that mean he would just have to take less money? Stefan? It, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, and it depa- depends on how other teams see him. Yeah. If, you know, or will they offer him the 9.9 or even more? So. Mm. Uh, interesting. Also, taking into account the film that he's put on yeah, from he this season so well. alone, yeah. because yeah. he had to be that guy after Trey was out, what, true. week three? He had to step up and yep. be that guy. He had to be ready. And he was when he came in here. He was a plug and play guy. But to come in here thinking you had Trayvon on the other side, Trey's not in anymore, and you have to really be the older guy in that room because Jordan Lewis was still coming back from his injury. He was still rehabbing a little bit. You were that guy. Mm -hmm. So um, I would not be surprised if other teams had interest in him because why wouldn't they? He he had a phenomenal season. Um, The only thing is now that shoulder injury, post-surgery, to kind of see how he heals up. But other than that, I, I mean... Yeah, other teams would be foolish not to at least try to acquire and see uh, if they can get him because he definitely shows mm-hmm. – he showed this season he has a oh, lot yeah. of juice left in that tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would be easier um, to just, you know, I, I would assume to bring him back from a schematic standpoint, but then also too, you know, uh, with Trayvon coming back, I, I'm definitely – I've definitely learned to temper expectations with players coming back from ACLs. Not only that, like the way that – specifically the way that Trayvon plays Mm -hmm. and the fact that he will, you know, drive on balls. He will, you know, take chances. He will jump routes and things like that. You got to be – his confidence and stuff is something Mm -hmm. that's going to take some time. So I do think um, having uh, Stefan here could be valuable for for that reason, you know, knowing just that you have a guy that's secure there. Mm -hmm. But I will say this draft is heavy in corner, Mm -hmm. and there's some good corners out there. And one thing about Zem is, like – we talked about it earlier is he's he's not a just one shoe fits all like you talked about um defensive coordinator he's going to ask these guys to do several different things so it's not going to just be zone it's going to be it's going to be the matchup game it's going to be what does this game call for what does this matchup call for and so I do think the IQ from the secondary and how they process, how they communicate is going to be important as well. I do think Stefan fits that, but I think there's a lot of guys in this draft that I think think could do fit that. this team yeah, as well. Yeah, one thing Zim has done historically, and you look at who was one of his main guys in Minnesota, and that was Terrence Newman, who huh. was a oh, yeah. 2003 first-round draft pick here. This was Parcells' very yeah. first year, wow. yeah. and, and Newman was um, the first-round pick for the Cowboys, and uh, – he kept him with him 
uh, Zimmer kept yeah. Newman with him, and Newman played a long, 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 long time yep. mm-hmm. in the league, and he was one of those reliable veterans. So Zimmer does like to rely on guys that he knows. But the other factor here is at $5.9 million for his contract last year, Jordan Lewis. Mm-hmm. And I think Jordan Lewis yeah. is one of the unsung heroes yeah. of the Cowboys' defense and the, the ability to play mm-hmm. the slot. You know, yeah. uh, if you're – it, that's is so different playing inside and outside mm-hmm. and uh, you know Deron Bland you could if you Same have thing. someone yeah keep Trayvon obviously is yeah. going to stay outside if he comes back healthy right but um Bland you could move inside mm-hmm. whether you keep Gilmore or as Aisha said you know draft a younger guy yeah put I think it's more important well I'd I'm be sorry sorry no no, no, no we're just on the topic of younger guys and I wanted to open up for discussion yeah. I'd be interested to see how Zim could help develop a guy like Eric Scott Jr., who mm-hmm. you didn't get to see. He wasn't active for any games uh, yeah. this season, who, you know, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to take the first year to relearn the language of an NFL team mm-hmm. and understand how different college is from NFL. I mean, we, we saw it with Jalen Tolbert from, yeah. you know, his rookie season to last year, the, the difference that uh, the work he put in, his note-taking, mm-hmm. his studying – pay dividends for him to get more of a role in the offense so on the other side of the ball I'm interested to see how somebody like Zimmer can come in and help a guy like Eric Scott Jr. who didn't necessarily have that opportunity last year but now Zim can come in and and really have an exponential uh impact on a growth growth for somebody mm-hmm. like that yeah you yeah. just can get on the field i mean when you have a stefan gilmore and Bland is leading the league in interceptions pick sixes mm-hmm. and stuff it is difficult to get on the field mm-hmm. christy you brought up jordan lewis i i think the it's <laughs> i think the, the conversation is going to come down to which one of those guys yep. it is mm-hmm. um which which one is the most valued Valuable. in that spot and stuff uh, and because to your point the nickel position is so different it, and it's it's so much more valuable to yeah. me at this point in this game the way the game's played right now mm-hmm. having a good boundary corner is, fan, is fine it's good like you you want to mediate the big play but mm-hmm. the way that you can attack the middle of the field if you don't if the other team doesn't have a serviceable yeah. nickel corner yeah is a, it's it's a huge deal in this in this uh the way people play offense now so i'm that's gonna have me i i am preparing myself for us to not see some of our our favorite. Yes. What, what about J. Ron? Because the way that Dan Quinn utilized him, J. Ron Curse, mm-hmm. safety, and so you know, down in the box, matching up yeah. with uh, um, tight ends and the like. The his versatility, the size, and Dan Quinn, I thought, did a great job of utilizing him in in creative ways, but. He might command some money in the uh, free yeah, agency. Well, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's staying. Well, no. I think that the. I. I just think. Well, I'm gonna be straight up with you. I mean, the film is the film, mm-hmm. and the film wasn't that great from yeah. Jerry Ronkers this year. Whether it was health aside, yeah. Whether it was yeah. health aside, or if there were some things that he was dealing with. Um, I, I do think he did play his best football with Dan Quinn at the, the previous helm. year. Yeah, the previous year he was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But, I mean, people attacked the middle of this field. Mm-hmm intentionally and with ease at times and so also too with Zimmerman's system the nickel will be there but there'll be some dime there'll be some other things but those things will be very situational to me Mm -hmm. I I don't know Mm -hmm. Zim's not 
like he he's multiple yeah. in his defenses yeah. and and so whereas a guy like a Jaron Curse would be on the field a lot before yeah. because of how much you know the Cowboys ran nickel there are some guys that I do think are going to um, take some steps back uh, snaps wise or may not even be yeah. on this roster because yeah. of the lack of usage like what Dan Quinn did with the big uh, with dime and nickel uh, is is not it's not I'm not gonna say it's normal it's mm-hmm. it's people do it in the league like it's don't get me wrong but how um consistent he was with it is not normal so uh yeah with J-Ron I I think you'll see Marquise Bell go back to safety yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yes. because because the, the linebacker <laughs> core is going to look very different oh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you're gonna have As you're gonna should. have linebackers yeah. real linebackers, linebackers. Yeah. but you will have <laughs> yeah. but I will say though he's guys like Donovan Wilson are going oh, to yeah. be very grateful yeah. oh, for yeah. Azim. Um, I think I, I do think that uh, the strong safety position yeah. as a whole, I think the safeties are going to enjoy him, period. Yeah. They also, get to show off a little bit. I yeah. also think, too, back to the conversation we had with him yesterday at the press mm-hmm. conference, he talked about a process. And he said, I hate explaining yeah. it that way. He said, but part of that process is looking at the personnel yep. and putting them where it best suits them. Mm-hmm. And to me, my little light bulb went on. I was like, oh, a Marquise Bell, mm-hmm. a Micah Parsons, you know, the moving pieces that kind of had to move into those retrospective positions this last season. To your point, I don't think it looks the same. And for somebody like J. Ron Curse, who didn't have the best year, who yeah. was struggling to stay healthy, um, uh, it's hard to say, Christy. Yeah. I, I don't, I, yeah. looking at the laundry list of free agents, I don't think he will be. Uh, returning. And, it was important, yeah. though. They, I th- I liked that the yeah. Cowboy. I, he, they guaranteed his money this past year. It yeah. was late. It was after. Donna. Uh, it was after you know the other safeties had yeah. gotten their pay, mm-hmm. and I and that kind of was a little indicator to me yeah. that you know maybe they were going to be um, going in a different direction going into the season. So, I, I'm I'm y'all. I'm excited to see better yeah. safety play because you talked yeah. about this really all season. Where's the safeties? What are the safeties doing? The safeties need to be better. I'm excited to see Zim come in and polish that up and yeah. really just refine drop-offs mm-hmm. within this defense that did cause losses, that yeah. uh, created explosive plays against them. The run defense, he, he wouldn't even answer questions about that yesterday because he yeah. said, we haven't even started. I'm a day and a half into this job, you know, and, and then that's when he said there's a process that goes into this, yeah. uh, all of this, but... I, I really think, you know, I, I saw a lot of back and forth from Cowboys fans and, you know, understandably so. Everyone's still a little bitter to how the season ended, but I really do think turning the page with yeah. somebody like Zim who can come in here, he knows what he's doing, he has experience, he understands, he has familiarity with what it is yeah. to be a Cowboys coach because it's very different than being an, a different coach in the NFL. It's very different from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. His familiar, f- familiarity with what comes with this job, yeah. he is the guy that, that can really refine those drop-offs in this defense and when we talk about putting players in position I don't I'm interested to see where he puts plays Micah yeah uh, you know that was a question that was asked yesterday what are you gonna do with my she looking like (laughs) what are you gonna do with Micah and uh I mean he mentioned that he wants to figure out what Micah wants to do Mm -hmm. first oh yeah he's gonna do that with every single player talking about that process figure out what they where they feel best at, and then kind of go from there. So I think that when you talk about this process, I think that's important. As well. I love that he said, "Yeah, I'm not about to talk to y'all about it <laughs> yeah. before I talk to him about yep. it. And it's it's there were just so many little things that he said 
in um, his press conference that stood out to me. And that was one of them because player-coach confidentiality matters. Mm. I'm trying to tell like It matters. And the fact that he even took a moment to say, like, hey, no, I'm not. Setting a boundary. <laughs> yeah. I, it is. It's setting a boundary. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. It's healthy. It's parent. It's, it's, it reminds me of a parent. I'm just being straight up with yeah. you. Like, hey, hold on. I know what you're talking about. He do it at this parent-teacher right. conference. <laughs> Let me talk to my kid. Let me talk to my kid real quick because yeah. I'm going to, like, you know, I just. But also I, he's so new in this job. He hasn't had time to talk to Micah, I'm sure. No, like, but I just. too in-depth about it. You yeah, know? but I just like the, the attitude. Yeah. But another thing I noticed about him as well, and when you talk about where yeah. is he going to play Micah, where is he going to do things like this, First of all, I'm not going to be playing linebacker more. <clears throat> Second of all, I think, but he also does blitzes up the yeah. A gap, B gap. He's going to have, he's going to have, Micah's going to have, he should have fun yeah. with how they do things and disguise things. Yeah. But I will say also, too, I liked that there's somebody asked him a question about Micah, like, and the person was just kind of hyping up Micah, you know, like, Micah's just an exceptional player. He's just, just, he's like, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. He's an, ex- he's, yeah. He's, he's a special player. But he didn't gush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I know it's small, but it just means something to me that he wasn't like, he's like, nah, but I, I got a yeah. coach. Even when he talked about Trayvon Diggs, a lot mm-hmm. of people were afraid to criticize some of the things Trayvon Diggs did. He sat up there right there. And this was the over, this was not last year. Because yeah. I thought Trayvon Diggs actually refined a lot of the yeah. things coming to the season that mm-hmm. he mentioned. But he sat up there and said, yeah. He needs to work on this. He needs to work on this. He yeah. needs to work on this. And I, I just feel like the I'm not trying to be your, your friend type situation. But I do want to be relatable to yeah. relatable to you. I do want you to be able to come to me. I kind of heard that in his responses, even for the fact that like yeah, it's the, some of the reporters were asking questions about some of these players, and they yeah. were just he was like yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah, you know. I, you know, he he's like, I gotta do my research. Mm-hmm. I gotta do my homework. I gotta yeah. watch my tape. Or I know what yep. tape I didn't already watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I like that. I don't yeah. know. Now I can I can tell you that the once we get to the regular season, the Monday afternoon press conferences are gonna be different when it's the coordinator. Wait, 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 sure. wait, wait, wait. How's it gonna be? How's well, it's he? just, you know, Quinn comes in. I love Dan Quinn. I do. Yeah. May come in and have an opening statement and this, and so we did this, and we got to do this better, and working on that. Okay, what you got for me? And yeah. then he'd take the questions, and it's yeah. going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little more blunt. All right. Well, we're going to take our second break. <laughs> on that note, we've got a couple vacancies within this Dallas Cowboys organization. We'll talk about that coming up in the next break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. (sighs) 
Boys Game Time powered by Lenovo, the official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, sign up now to compete in Fortnite for a chance to win a VIP experience at the 2024 Dallas Cowboys Draft Party. Qualifiers begin on February 24th and run through the 28th. Learn more and register at DallasCowboys.com. DallasCowboysGameTime.com, actually. Yeah, Lenovo right here. Thank yeah. you, Gerald. Gerald Young from Lenovo got us set Ooh. up with these. Thank you, Gerald. Oh. All right, ladies, we've got you, a few Gerald. minutes left. We've got a couple vacancies. Oh, no, we've got a secondary coach obviously filled by Joe Witt Jr. Defensive yeah. line coach that was Aiden Dirty and assistant defensive line coach Sheree Floyd. Who out there I know, I'm not gonna look at Aisha. She looks I don't know. Who out there has caught y'all's eye that could possibly fill those vacancies? <laughs> really don't know. You know, yeah. uh, Patterson, Andre uh, with the Giants Andre the Giant. Hmm. Andre. They, wow. uh, but uh, the Giants denied permission. Of course, Andre was here uh, as an assistant for mm -hmm. uh, several years and familiarity uh, with Zimmer. And so know that there would have been interest there. But uh, the way that it works in the NFL is lateral moves. Movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if a coach is under contract, the only time that you have to let him out of their contract, if it's basically a promotion, like going up to coordinator or mm -hmm. becoming right. a head coach. And so um, I think it's going to be interesting. And, and and I think that, that losing uh, Coach Dirty is a, is a big deal. It I'm yeah. so happy for him to go to Seattle and become a head coach. Uh, excuse me, a defensive coordinator. Mm, yeah. Wonderful for him. Yeah. So excited. Such a good coach and good person and the way he got along and motivated uh, the defensive linemen and those guys. There was a lot of um, versatility, you know, right. coaching the guys up that they could play multiple positions, slide inside, go back outside. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are big shoes to fill yeah. um, to come in and, and uh, replace Coach Dirty. And then Joe Witt, um, it's not that I – at first I was kind of surprised. It's like, man, he, um, you know, had been with Mike McCarthy back in Green Bay. when, when and, But at the same time, if he didn't get defensive coordinator here at this time yeah. – When's he going to get it? So he had to, I think it was the right thing for him career-wise to move mm -hmm. along and join Dan Quinn on the staff there in Washington. Mm -hmm. But those are uh, two big uh, losses for the Cowboys' defense. Yeah. Happy for them. For sure. Yeah, However, personally. time yeah. to turn However. the page. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only one that really came to my mind, and because it was kind of a shocking... Steve Wilkes. Yeah, I know, it I was... I know you were going with Well, that. right, but when there's talent like that, that's available, you at least check into it. Mm -hmm. It's up to him if he wants to take kind of a demotion, if you will, not being a DC and going to a positions coach, but you look into that immediately. I, I, I'm yeah. I'm just saying, it was shocking that it happened. Yeah. He's coming off of a Super Bowl appearance team, obviously doing something right. You want to talk about, talk about defeating the Shanahan mm -hmm. tree? There you have it. I mean, there's they your secret them. sauce. They yeah. held the they held the Chiefs to oh, they played great for Niners. Yeah, and then to, to lose a Greenlaw in that mm -hmm. game, and I, again, listening to kind of some of the San Fran commentary and stuff, it, that their run defense did take a step back yeah. this year uh, for some reason, and so people were very <laughs> there was no place to go but down. They were at right. the top. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, people no, exactly. were very upset about the latter it half of the season and the run yeah. defense not yeah. being as good as it was. Before. Before, but I say that to say I would definitely be interested in, oh, in yeah. um, a Steve Wilkes uh, because he mm -hmm. 
has coached in practice with your nemesis. So I'm saying I, they're yeah. the nemesis at this point for. You know, hey, they're yeah. the standard. They're the standard of the NFC. And are. you are going to have yep. to go th- right now. You, you have to go through the 49ers yeah. to get to where you want to be. You want to be yeah. all in. Yeah. If you want to yeah. be all in, you need to take the all in approach of getting yeah. somebody who knows what the conversations are on that side. Mm-hmm. I, I they, mean, fi- they finished with it. What number eight? Defense in the NFL, third best in scoring defense. Yep. I think. Yeah, be but a at great the top and kicking butt. That part. Forget the statistics. That part. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So I mean, I I think that that's gonna be, that's gonna be important. I, looking into that, but when you mentioned you mentioned mm-hmm. there's the vacancies, there's some, it, there's some spots there's some spots that's not vacant. That that, that yeah. when yeah. a coach comes in, that's yeah. true. They pick and choose who, who they, they want, want. and if they're is. if and now mm-hmm. we are again, you are kind of late in the process. Mm-hmm. I know. Dang it! I know, I know. You are kind of late in the process, so maybe you're limited in some of the folks that you can get. But there might be some changes in some other positions as well. I mean, other position yeah. coaches as yeah. well, not just the ones that's vacant. Yeah. Oh yeah, because for sure. They're married to each other, so yeah. it's like. And it sound it sounded like yesterday that Coach Zimmer will be keeping Al Harris. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From the, he wants to come. He, he, yeah. I, I'm sure he wants great to to the opportunity yeah. to work with Al. And also too, mm-hmm. there's it's hard not to notice around the NFL that a lot of former players are getting hired as coaches and Very is resonating true. with a lot of these yep. players yeah. as well. Yep. So I'm or coordinators mm-hmm. rather as well. So I think that that's a, a trend to, to continue to follow. Um, and and Al Harris being here and mm-hmm. actually still being retained, I think it's important to the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. what the guys would feel like if they lost. All of oh, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been too much of a, a, a hit. A, yeah. That would be too. That would yeah. be too Changeover. much to me. So, all right. Well, hopefully oh, we've got Lord. some more coaching news next week. That'll do it for today. Oh. <laughs> I'm sick of news. That's a wrap. <laughs> Girls right. Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!